Greetings, folks, and welcome to episode 41 of the Far Beyond Metal podcast. I'm your host and guide on this metal journey, Daniel Cordova. In this episode, I interview Kat Jones. Kat Kat Jones has been a music writer for almost a decade, and she's written for Metal Sucks, Invisible Oranges, and has most recently accepted a position with Kerrang! Magazine as their U.S. editorial producer. However, Kat and I kind of came up together. Uh, We met in a community college class about nine years ago because she had a tattoo of a band I like. I believe we go over the exact story in our interview, but uh, that's kind of it in a nutshell. And then over the years, we've been each other's cheerleaders. And uh, she was home for the holidays, and we decided to catch up. And this is that podcast. I hope this episode to be the first in a series of long-form interviews with people I know where we talk about music and metal and it's a little more loosey-goosey and uh, the regular episodes are still going to happen i just want to give us some more content so here is the first of these sort of interviews with one of my favorite people cat jones I have one friend who is like in Post Malone to the point where she actually dressed as him for Halloween, like drew on her face and stuff like that. But that didn't clarify who he was. Based on nothing, uh, a, a rapper that likes vocoder. He, God, how would I describe Post Malone to somebody who had never heard them before or him before? I would say Post Malone is somebody who happens to be a rapper right now but has been into metal forever and is just kind of like a weird, like hippie. uh... God, how this is really, really fucking hard. (laughs) So right now he writes like moody hip hop music where uh, there's a lot of like dumb, dumbed down drug references. And like on the, like on the surface, they're like, oh girl you don't love me anymore kind of songs but there is like this tone to his music that's so much darker than so many other hip-hop people out there and kind of in the same way that the weekend is a little bit darker and more sultry and there's just something about his music that i find very intriguing even if on the surface it's like kind of stupid and he has dumb face tattoos and dumb hair and uh I mean, I, I like the weekend better, but admittedly, he also has pretty dumb hair sometimes. That is extremely true. Yeah, that's a that's a very good point. I I almost saw the weekend. That's not even true. The weekend was playing near me once at a show I went to, but he was playing against Beck, so it was never going to happen. But I was like, oh man, seeing Starboy Love would be kind of cool. And since this is an outside lens, there's always the chance that Daft Punk is going to show up and blow everyone's mind. But that'll mm-hmm. also never happen, of course, because they're rumored every year to play every festival ever, <laughs> and it's just not going to happen. And I'll give you like a proper intro and like a pre-recorded thing, but for now, Cat Jones, one of my <laughs> longest friends in like music stuff and honestly a big part of all this nonsense i do uh (laughs) some backstory with kat and i we met in a community college class and something with queens of the stone age being a a point of reference for one of us noticing something i think i feel like i was wearing shorts in class one time and you noticed that i have a songs for the deaf tattoo on my ankle that might have been you just kind of pointed at it and i was like (laughs) yeah you know what that Ah. is (laughs) no words were exchanged just point and then like a week later i think we may have said hi to each other yeah i think we also were watching it was a 
it was like media uh, mass media class yes. something like that it was the lady with, with the crazy eyebrows yes she, uh, by who crazy, screamed a lot yes she, and by she had very active eyebrows she would like wait for an answer but then like wiggle both her eyebrows back and forth like a yes. Jim Carrey face exactly she was she was very <laughs> sorry I am getting over a cough so I'm probably going to cough a lot in this podcast um, she she was very animated and I really liked her but I remember the day that we became friends was when we were watching that documentary about all the shitty things men do and they kept on playing that Pearl Jam song Better Man for every <laughs> single transition in the entire movie and we were just like what the fuck Pearl Jam like did they sign off on this like what's oh, yeah, going I remember on that. <laughs> and also like this not exactly what this song's about either yeah like, I don't want to associate that song with the shitty things that all, like, the statistical st- shitty things that men do everywhere every time I hear it. <laughs> but now I will never be able to uncouple those things. You know, I I kind of forgot about that. And Pearl Jam is still one of my favorites of all time. And now I'm going to probably bring that back into my head. I'm going through another Pearl Jam phase. It's been great. Nice. It's been fantastic. <laughs> I mean, I think one should always have Pearl Jam somewhere near the surface of your... Mm-hmm of your tastes <laughs> yes, absolutely it's a good time and uh you recently moved to brooklyn new york mm-hmm. and are writing for crying now mm-hmm. lots of stuff in the works but uh that's fucking rad thank you so how's that been it's been amazing um so basically kerrang opened a also sorry point of clarification how many syllables is the name of that company I say Kerrang. Okay. But I've never really heard it said by anybody (laughs) official. You're the most official person I've ever talked to to say the name of that magazine slash website. Well, man, now you're making me second guess myself. I think. Do you roll the R like in Spanish? (laughs) Kerrang. You can. I can barely. As a as a resident right. of Yolo County, I feel like you are obligated to do so. I'm thinking Spanish twice, and it went. <laughs> I got a C, C minus C both times. So, and my mom is a Spanish teacher, and therefore I refuse to learn anything about language. And I really wish that I had. <laughs> I didn't know your mom took. I knew she was a teacher. Yeah, I didn't know it was Spanish. She, or maybe I forgot that she was a Spanish teacher at Dixon High School for over thirty years. And when I was a kid, she would always speak to me in Spanish and say, like, laven sus manos or whatever. And I like that's like I think that's brush your teeth. And I'd be like, oh, mom, stop. I had to go back in like, <laughs> that that summer where I had to t- retake it and just manos. Yes. Or that's hands. Aha. Oh, wash your hands. Yeah. See, pff, nothing stuck. Or, or wash your teeth. Same way. Just soap. <laughs> Sorry, you're saying Kerrang, Kerrang. Yeah. So anyway, I say Kerrang, but who knows? I think as long as you know what it is and you read it, you can call it whatever you want. That's good. I uh, like I grew up reading it all the time just because the local newspaper store that I mostly get gum from now mm-hmm. uh, used to sell it. And it was always like an import thing. So it was kind of like expensive, but also it was like the unique uh, exotic publication that did all their rankings and k's mm-hmm. now that it's hitting the shores in some variety is that being changed at all or are you still if you have a three star review <laughs> is it still k, k yeah k? it's still three k's awesome <laughs> you know history the, <laughs> i'm not trying to get you to like i would talk like shit to about think, your new job but i would like to think that the average kerrang reader is smart enough to see that and know that it's a ranking and not worry about it so i want to start with something 
like I we'll come back to that because it's super rad. But um, <laughs> just for kicks, like I I prepared with you like I do for a lot of my interviews. Mm-hmm. Honestly, less so because I figured this would be loosey goosey. But I decided just to Google your name and see what came up. Are you aware of the Urban Dictionary listing of your name? I am. Shall I read it? Do you want to touch on it? Why don't you go ahead and read it? So the top definition, which if you just look up Cat Jones, is something for the Cat Jones effect, which is, quote, when someone is cute and into, this is all caps, metal, and all caps, and art, and don't suck, but still aren't someone you want to date, but are a rad friend. In context, yeah, we really hit it off at the concert, but the relationship didn't happen. We still hang, though. Totally the Cat Jones effect from March 12th, 2012 <laughs> by Rouse1. Yep. What? <laughs> so, if I recall correctly, the person who submitted that definition was this dude named Robert uh, that I haven't spoken to in forever. I'm assuming since March 13th, 2012, <laughs> or somewhere around then. I think he dated one of my friends, and... They jokingly said that one time because I have a history of just being a total tomboy and hanging out with a million dudes. And for like five seconds, they're super into me. And then they discover that I am a total dude. And therefore, they're like weirded out by the fact that they're attracted to me and stop being attracted to me. And we're (laughs) best friends instead. (laughs) Um, That used to be way more of a problem in my life. <laughs> Real talk that might have happened with us, but I prefer the friend thing. <laughs> Me too. It's yeah. pretty wonderful. <laughs> we drank so much shitty beer as best we friends. We did. Yes. We Oh my god. Yeah. I remember one time we got drunk and you saw my pepper spray that I had on my keys <laughs> and you decided <laughs> <laughs> you, you decided to like test it out and see what it all was right, all no. about. You sprayed it just to see how far it would go or how fast it would go. <laughs> And then I, drunk as fuck, like took my finger, wiped some off the wall, and licked it. Yep. And I remember you just being like, ah! And me being like, why the fuck did you do that? And you were like, I don't know. But it was was a great story. It seems like it was really worth it. Uh, I remember it tasted bad and was very spicy. (laughs) Well, it is pepper. Yeah. I mean, it didn't really taste like pepper, though. I like the taste of pepper. Yeah. It's just one of those things where, like, you just you hear about pepper spray and you're like, oh, I hear and see stories about like that burning people's eyes and like they use that to disperse crowds and you can you know hurt a rapist with it or whatever. But I never really thought about it being like, oh, it's pepper based. It yeah. is like a pepper, so it's of course it's spicy. That that makes sense. <laughs> Did you know the story about the time I actually got it in my eye? No, tell me about that. So I got it uh, like secondhand. I wasn't doing anything malicious, and you know someone was on the defense. Uh, I had this friend for a long time named Jerry and Jerry was always a loose cannon and at the community college I went to Woodland Community they had a lounge and someone had pepper spray and Jerry decided to spray it in this room that everybody was in and it went all over the fucking room and everyone bailed on and they just ran away and it was all over this table <laughs> I wasn't around for this the next day I was talking to somebody and I was gesturing with my hands and I touched the table and I went to rub my eye oh no and I st- thought my eye exploded like that's what i said to somebody i was like i, I think my eye exploded i ran into the bathroom i started rinsing with water which does not help i think that's part of the chemical makeup where that shouldn't fix it and it doesn't you just have to wait it out and i was in there i was rubbing my eye and this guy who i remember who it was this guy named faya uh who i think was like south african and i scared the shit out of him he came out of the bathroom like out of the stall and i went dude is my eye still there he's like 
what is like is my eye still my He's right like, eye what are you on right now yes. <laughs> and it's like i come up from the sink i turn around and i just start screaming with my eye there he's like yeah it's just really really red i'm like okay cool thank you and i go back to rubbing my eye in the sink and he leaves doesn't wash his hands still judging oh, God. Me for that. and then i find out later all that stuff about this pepper spray so kids don't get pepper sprayed or jesus it tastes bad I can't imagine how scary that was not knowing what happened to your eye. I just generally also <laughs> have like a... still there? I generally have a thing with my eyes too. Where like uh, stuff in movies with like eye pain and trauma, I'm like no thank you. <laughs> and I, it's like one of my worst fears to get poked in the eye at like yeah. really hard at anything. So I thought my eye exploded. So my <laughs> mind went first. But yeah, lots really of really glad that your eye didn't explode did for the record. Uh, lots of shitty beer though and licking pepper spray off a wall. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so the Cat Jones effect. Sorry, coming yeah, back. Yeah, so I, every now and then, I am either somebody tells me that they discovered that, or I Google myself to see what bullshit is there. We've I don't know. It. We we all do it. Yep. <laughs> and I'm always like, oh god, I forgot about that. And then I just have to laugh at myself because it's kind of hilarious and kind of still very indicative of my personality. Just like. Well, dudes, you can all just be my best friend. That's fine. <laughs> what are these feelings I'm feeling for you? Hold on. Let me send you a link. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about metal for like five seconds. And then I guarantee you're just going to want to be my bro. <laughs> and, and like in your pro- prolific writer over the years, and I know at one point somebody that you looked up to a lot knew who you were, which was uh, John Garcia from Caius. <laughs> that was one of the most magical things that's ever happened in my whole life. I, um, I've been obsessed with Caius for probably 15 years or more and um I called John Garcia because I was interviewing him for Metal Sucks and the first thing he said to me was are you the Cat Jones and I was like I'm sorry what (laughs) I had to take a second I was like okay I guess you know because I have written a ton about your friends um yeah, is that the context? I, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I had interviewed, I had gone to Palm Desert a couple of times at that point, and I'd interviewed um, Arthur C. from Unita and um, other people that I'm now forgetting because I'm on the spot. <laughs> You've talked to like Brant Bjork before, right? I just interviewed Brant Bjork um, this summer. So I finally got to interview okay. him. Well, actually, no, I had met Brant. And I had talked to him for totally other reasons, but I hadn't ever interviewed him for a publication before. So that's probably also why. Like I had, I had been around his like old cronies in Palm Desert before, and I think at one point there was like this offer for me to go on tour with Caius uh, Lives or something. Like one of my friends was like, "Hey, can you do merch because like Caius Lives needs a." like not a tour manager but like just a merch person Mm -hmm. and I was like well of course I'll do that and then it ended up not working out um because they found somebody who had more experience than I did and so I imagine square and take cash (laughs) retail I mean uh... I certainly could but I think they just had like an old friend that like they knew better anyway so I pieced it together of how he knew who I was but it was still completely insane hearing this this man whose voice I had heard in other contexts for so much of my life and now he's on the phone with me and he knows who I am it was just like insane the last you were featured on on this very podcast as a like a guest recommendation like early on and which was the John Garcia episode did you happen to listen to that Um, I did he's a fucking Swedish dude we just talk cat videos it was really cool honestly he never sent me that cat video he said he was going to and I texted him like to remind him and he didn't (laughs) 
But and he's a total cat man because he's he also runs a yeah he runs a vet so clinic crazy. with his wife. <laughs> so. When he's just not the like desert metal guy. He's I know I love that I yeah. love that so much that not only does he have something that's keeping him busy the rest of the time like he doesn't need to be a singer ever he's truly just doing it because he loves it but um, but he also just seems like a genuinely incredible down to earth human being who if you, if you love animals you're probably a good person probably yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking sweet dude yeah um you mentioned metal sucks you've 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 written on and off for metal sucks mm-hmm. over the years most recently with uh crush you yeah is that still going on no so oh. i um i did a few installments of that column basically the premise of that column was me just gushing about something that i love in metal and uh like as if i have a crush on it mm-hmm. but i would I would very rarely write about like a dude that I think is hot that I like have a crush on. It would be like, here's a band I'm crushing on right now. Or like, here's me gushing about Rob Halford's Instagram account, which is the most adorable thing in the entire I, universe. I subscribe <laughs> to it because of you. It's the most amazing thing. <laughs> I show it to my wife all the time and she's just like, that's the Judas Priest guy. I was like, yes, absolutely. Isn't that hilarious? Love him. Oh, God, man. I love him. He's just, he's also a cat man. So, you mm-hmm. know, he's good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, then, um, I got really, really busy with a bunch of other things and then I ended up moving to New York and then I started writing for Kerrang! And uh, and now that I have a full-time job with Kerrang! Um, I pretty much can only write for Kerrang! Which is totally fair. Yeah. Um, and so I don't think that column will be going on anymore, but it's it's only because I slacked and didn't write enough. <laughs> I mean, it's a fun thing from the archives. It's still very entertaining reads. Yeah, it like, was hilarious. Like, I got to do a photo shoot with like heart glasses and pretend like i was checking out some hot guy it was hilarious i i had a follow-up about that like hard glasses still have them <laughs> actually no i gave them to my friend lizzie who flew from denver to portland to visit me for my birthday my 30th birthday last year and uh, we all had sunglasses and she didn't pack any because she came from denver to portland and didn't assume there would be sun and we had one sunny day and i was like you know what you're a beautiful blonde person. You would look so good in these glasses I have in my house. So I, I went inside and I was like, these need to belong to you now. That makes sense. And she was wearing red uh, red lipstick too. So it was just like, oh, these belong on your face. <laughs> yeah, the Rob Halford one is particularly amazing because yeah, his, like I finally got her. I feel like in my head, in my heart, I've seen like your metal essentials. Like I've seen Motorhead a bunch of times. I've seen Sabbath a bunch of times. I finally saw Deep Purple and Judas Priest. And that was both the most ridiculous and the most amazing thing I've ever seen. <laughs> How many jacket changes did Rob Halford have? Quite a few. And my favorite part, of course, is when he rolls eight feet on a motorcycle and then just like <laughs> leans on it for that entire yep. <laughs> that entire uh, song before their encore break. It's the most nonsense, unnecessary thing. But actually, no, it's not. It's the second most unnecessary thing. Because at one point, he came out with a lightsaber. There was no mention of it before or after. He just kind of raised it during guitar solo and did some like sword moves. And then it was just gone. <laughs> and I just got to have your props, man. <laughs> but like a trademarked thing when the Disney Corporation, the metal god with it. <laughs> uh, some of your writing that uh, was also a column. That's a terrible way to get into this. But, you know, I'm a professional. Mm-hmm. Some good talk right make you for uh, <laughs> Invisible Oranges, yeah. the advice column you did. Uh-huh. So I, I was in the first public post of that with my tattoo thing. And I would like to follow up on that with you and the world at large. <laughs> my question was, I got my first tattoo and I just 
didn't think to tip. I was too excited or something. And I left and I realized later, oh shit, that's right. These are some people you tip. Uh-huh. <laughs> so the follow-up on that, I'm dying, is the follow-up. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't die. You survived the pepper spray. I need you to keep living. <laughs> Honestly, if I go out anyway, I want it to be on a podcast, but I want someone to post it for me. That's totally fair. That feels fitting to me. I promise I'll do that. Thank you. Uh, if you just export to wave up to the pod bean, it'll be fine. Great. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, remember the, uh, the outro needs to be turned down just a little every time. I, okay. could, I could just do it in post, but fuck it. Um, so <laughs> the first one, like I got my tattoo. I realized you're supposed to tip them. I went back and I got a touch up with the same guy and it was supposed to be free because it was a touch up. But I was like, oh, that's right. I didn't tip him. So I gave him some, some money for a tip. Hell yeah. And he was like, really? I'm like, he's like, it's a touch up. I'm like, I didn't tip you the first time. And it dawned on me later. I've been guilty ever since. <laughs> he's like, oh shit. Thanks, bro. Because he's got like the graveliest voice I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. And he was like super jazzed about it. And I feel like I made good on it. I'm so glad to hear that. Yes. I feel like it's really tipping is one of those things that unless you have a bunch of friends that work in the service industry or, um, or just have jobs that revolve around tips. Like you don't hear how vastly important tips are to the livelihood of these people. And so, um, I think it's, it's completely understandable. The average person just doesn't know <laughs> until you have some friend that's like, you didn't tip. What the fuck? And you're like, oh my God, I'm an asshole. I have to, I will never do that again. I'll never make that mistake ever again. Yes, exactly. And I like, <laughs> no one had to point it out to me. I was just sitting on the couch with like the, you know, new lotioned arm and feeling weird because my arm's been shaved and I went, fuck, <laughs> I'm supposed to give that guy extra money. <laughs> and you have several tattoos. Yeah. Probably several is an understatement, but because I learned recently that word doesn't mean what I thought it means. Uh, I thought it meant a lot. It doesn't. Interesting. I, I actually learned that when I was about 27, 28. Huh. And uh, yeah. No. Well, I, I think I have a medium amount of tattoos now. Um, I think I, I don't know. I judge how many tattoos I have by the faces of people that haven't seen me in a while and then I take off my jacket and they're like oh whoa like if their face is really shocked then I'm like oh I guess I'm a heavily tattooed person but if they're just like oh what's up I'm like cool (laughs) (laughs) I have very few tattoos you just noticed my almost sleeve church yes I have many tattoos but you know it's just just to touch on what you were saying before really quick I I really wish that there was like like a widespread way to spread propaganda about tipping well, Mm -hmm. because I feel like the average person just like, that's like a a gap in their learning when they grow up and they don't know that like (laughs) tipping really well will get you not only the best service, but it'll also like keep people's livelihood um, really good. So (laughs) I know this is like the most obvious thing, but I wish tipping wasn't a thing because i wish people were paid well enough where we didn't have yeah, to tip that's, that's the only true. reason because i because like you see those signs for places all over where it's like we pay our workers well don't tip them and mm. i wonder if how true that is but also maybe it's like 17 dollars an hour yeah. for what would normally be minimum wage there are some i remember there was there were a couple of websites i'm sorry there were a couple of restaurants i don't know why the fuck i just said websites your life my is brain online just media completely <laughs> My brain was like, this is what you're going to be talking about now. There were a couple of restaurants in Portland that tried to switch over to the the no tipping thing, and they just raised the price of their dishes. And in theory, it was a great idea. They were going to use that extra money to give um, health insurance to all their employees and everything. And what started happening was, A, people were confused because the dishes were expensive, and they were like, what the fuck? This is too expensive. I'm not coming here. And B, all their servers quit because they liked the tips better. And mm. so they reverted back. 
<laughs> it was almost like a weird trickle down thing that just wasn't going to work. Yeah. Uh, so on the topic of that column talking after midnight, I'm sure you got a bunch of weird fucked up questions. Mm-hmm. What were some of the most memorable ones that did not make the website? Um, You're a female in metal. I'm sure there were some creeps, <laughs> <laughs> but let's maybe not so much those ones. It's funny because I haven't done that column in so long that I honestly kind of forget but I remember there was one column that I was working on that I just like didn't ever publish I'm pretty sure some guy was like there there's a lady at my work that I'm super attracted to but he referred to her as there's a female at my work and like as soon as somebody says like yo females they're so hot like I immediately want to disregard everything they're saying (laughs) and so I remember it was something about just like she's really cool and I like complimented her on her metal shirt one time and like it seems like maybe I'm in the friend zone which is like another thing that makes me go I see this guy's fedora (laughs) and his tendency (laughs) to say milady already yeah I'm like imagining him already to just be like the biggest idiot in the whole world if you're listening, I'm uh, not sorry. Um, I I don't know. Basically, he was just like, how do I like do I buy tickets to a show and see if she wants to go with me? And so I, I ended up just like writing this whole response that was basically just like, first of all, dude, don't <laughs> don't <laughs> refer to women that you're attracted to as females because it just makes you sound like an idiot and be like. If she likes you, she'll probably tell you. <laughs> and uh, I realize that's not that weird, but that was like the first thing that came to my head that didn't show up in a publication because it because that that column never ran. Um, <clears throat> I tried to run most of the weird questions because they were really funny, and it was like if you gave like a sassy response to it, people thought it was funny. Like, there was one guy who was like, "I wonder if it's the one I have up to ask you about specifically." Oh, probably. Tell me. Dear Cat, there's a girl I am too in love with, but I am 40. She is 20. She sort of freaks out, freaks a bit when I approach her. Frankly, I would be happy just to be her friend. Help. Stalker. I, I'm assuming you named these <laughs> oh, people? Oh, I, I okay, added the stalker good. situation. Because I don't remember recalling, like, ma- naming myself confused and tattooed or whatever you called me. Uh, your response, dear stalker, get over it and never, ever approach her again for any reason. Love, Cat. <laughs> <laughs> I stand by that answer. That seems like the most fitting answer. But anyway, you, you had a different one of mine, I'm assuming? Oh, I, no, that, that's the one. That's the one I was going to tell you. She freaks a little when I approach her. Was approach just like her. all Ugh. the alarms went off in my head. Yeah. I was like, what are you doing? And, you know, 20 years age difference is not a big deal when you're 30 and they're 50. Or if you're 50 and they're 70 or whatever the fuck. But when you're 20, you are like... You should not be dating a 40-year-old. No. And a 40-year-old should definitely not be going after a 20-year-old. Like, if no. you are that emotionally immature that that's what you're going for, then you have way bigger problems to solve. <laughs> um, and also in one of the other posts on that, uh, I've just been even asking you about this personally, but fuck it, we're, we have microphones. Okay. What was your trip to, like, Ozzy's childhood home like? Because I wanted to go, but Birmingham was way out of the fucking way. When well, I you just asked me about being a woman in metal, so here's one of the creepier things that has ever happened to me. Yes, slash sorry, <laughs> as a male in metal. <laughs> <laughs> so when I went to England when in 2013, it was to um, <clears throat> to write... Well, I had I had helped write the program for desert fest london which was super fun and i got to like write a lot of just little blurbs about bands and i think i interviewed a couple or something um 
And so I flew to England. I went to the festival. Um, I had the best time ever. It was seriously like the best weekend of my whole life. Like to this day, I think about that as like the happiest weekend ever. Um, and then I decided to continue on a two week trip where I was basically just like visiting my rock and roll friends that I had made on the internet for years and also checking out Black Sabbath things. And I had just read um, Ozzy's autobiography. <clears throat> so uh, so I, I, there's a bunch of times in that book where he refers to his address. He's like 14 Lodge Road, like back when I lived on 14 Lodge Road, blah, blah, blah. So it definitely wasn't hard to figure out. Um, so I went to Birmingham the day after the music festival, Desert Fest London. And um, I think I posted something about it on Instagram. And I was like, hey, uh, I'm going to be in Birmingham. Like, what cool things should I do? And this dude uh, who called himself Doom Overlord. I'm sure he still does. Yikes. <laughs> so I don't know. I blocked him a long time ago. But I think fool. that's uh, um, I think that's what he called himself. Um, he responded and said, I'm, I live in Birmingham. Uh, where are you staying? And I am not sure how he figured out where my hotel was. I don't think I told him. I think I just told him like the general area where I was going to be staying. And because he knows like tourists and he knows that neighborhood, I think he just figured out where I was staying. Cause it was like the one place that would be logical for a tourist to go. And so I got there and uh, he sent me a, a message and said, I'm at the pub next to your hotel. Um, I, I'll just I'll just be waiting here until you want to come hang out. And that night I was supposed to go see Witch Mountain because I was interviewing them for Oregon Music News because I visited from Portland and I thought it would be cool to do an interview with them when I was in England yeah, in yeah. Ozzy's hometown or in Black Sabbath's hometown rather. So I... Uh, I told him like, well, you know, I, I have a lot to do today. Um, I'm planning on taking a nap and then I'm going to a show tonight. So uh, I don't know why you're waiting for me outside my hotel, but maybe don't. <laughs> and he said to me, that's okay. I'll wait. Uh. He's like, I'll be the dude in the dope fight shirt. And so I think he thought like, no, I'm going to like show you around my town and I was thinking, no, I can do that myself. I just wanted to get recommendations from the internet. Definitely don't need this dude following me. Fellas, in all contexts, <laughs> this goes without saying, but no means no in every context. <laughs> For real. And I think, I mean, I was I was like 24 at the time or something. So I think I, I was a little bit more naive and I was a little bit less assertive than I am now. Now I'd be like, get the fuck away from me. Absolutely not. But I think I was kind of like, hee hee. I'll see if he ends up being nice because I'm really creeped out and I'm in a foreign country and I don't know how to handle this. So I ended up being like, okay, well, if you're willing to wait, uh, fine. I'll let you come to the show with me. So we went to a show and I happened to mention to him um, like, oh, I'm going to take myself on a tour of Black Sabbath spots tomorrow. Um, and and he was like relatively normal. He like walked with me. I, I made sure to walk on very, very public roads the whole way there. And, um, and then he looked at his phone for a bit and then he said, cool, I've called off work tomorrow. I'll take you to all those places. And I was like, nope. <laughs> like all the alarms went off in my head. I was like, this is really creeping me out. I need to get this guy away from me. So I go to the Witch Mountain show and talk to other people. 
that's like like I knew which mountain from Portland and I was like there's a creepy guy following me here um I'm not sure what to do about it can you guys make sure you like don't leave me and they're like absolutely we got you and I said you know dude I'm gonna go do an interview with the band after the show like you should go home it's been really nice meeting you and he's like no 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 Birmingham hospitality I'm gonna wait for you outside the show and I was like uh no I don't want that and so he got kicked out because the show was over and uh like I was interviewing the band so all the people had to leave and I tried to call a cab and the bartender was like nope you can't use the phone because like we're it's like last call um you know if if you have your own phone you can use it but like we're not going to let anybody use anything in here so I was like okay weird rule but okay yeah, it was really strange. You worked a bar. Is that a thing? No, I would always call somebody a cab. Okay, that's but, what I figured. you know, it's foreign country. Sure. Like, I didn't want to cause a problem. You're so. American, so fuck you already. Right. And so uh, so I did an interview with the band, and I just kind of hoped that this guy would leave me the hell alone. And um, I came out of the show. They were all loading their stuff in in their car because, like, they were, they were sponsored by Scion at the time. So they had, like, a Scion that was lent to them for this tour i forgot scion had a weird <laughs> metal well, when they were still a thing had a metal phase where yep. they i mean they no that's adult swim that does it now but they did like their own singles series yeah and they put out a revocation eb that's fucking dope totally uh, it's really good but yeah that's i forgot about that part of scion yeah it was like this cool thing where they would like partner with bands and they'd be like we'll pay for your gas and we'll give you a car and so i will never forget they had this like little red hatchback and they were loading all their shit in there and they were like are you gonna be okay and i was like i'm not sure and then i turned and the fucking guy is still out there like waiting for me and he's like so drunk that he's like slurring his words and repeating things and I was like well I'm not sure but like I, I know you guys have to leave so I'm just going to handle this myself and they all just kind of looked at me like uh what I guess so and then they left See you in Portland, I hope. <laughs> and I was like fuck 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 so I end up like just and I had to walk back to my hotel so I'm like I'm just gonna find the first cab I see and I'm just gonna like run to it and so he starts saying, like, tomorrow I'm going to take you to Ozzy's house and uh, I'm going to meet you at your hotel and I'm going to do blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I didn't want to say, no, you're not, because I didn't know what he would. I didn't know if he was like a violent person, if he would like hurt me, if I was like arguing with him. So I was just like, mm-hmm, totally. Yeah, bro. Like, great. And then um, he started really creeping me out and like repeating things and like telling me that my hotel was only five minutes away and I could see on Google maps that it was like half an hour away. (laughs) So I saw a cab and I like, I ran, like I just fucking booked it and I could hear him going fucking hell. And he like kicked a door behind me because I got away from him. I have no idea what he was trying to do to this day. I'm super creeped out by him, but I ended up jumping in this cab and going back to the hotel. Wait, hold on. Did you get to yell, drive, drive? <laughs> I was like, that guy over there, do not let him in the car, even even if he chases me. And the guy was like, okay, absolutely. Cool. <laughs> so I get back to my hotel. The next morning, I wake up. I call myself a cab. I have them meet me right outside my front door of my hotel. I blocked this guy on all social media so that he couldn't contact me again. And I paid this cab driver like a bunch of money. And I was just like, you're going to keep me in the car with you. You're not going to drop me off anywhere. I just want to see a couple of things. Like I want to see the the factory where Tony Iommi chopped off his fingers. How was that? Are they still there? Uh, I saw like the basic area where I where I think it was. I I don't know if I saw like the exact place, but I saw. You get the general feeling of like there are factories here, and it's a very very industrial Could depressing be city. Really. Yeah. 
And then, uh, so I drove to, he, he drove me to 14 Lodge Road, where Ozzy is from. And um, I, I got out and I took like four pictures and he stayed there and was like this jolly man who's like, sure, I'll wait and jumped back in the car. And I was like, thank you so much for keeping me safe and for taking me to these places. And it ended up being like one of the best experiences ever because I was just chatting with this cab driver, but had that creepy experience with that dude not happened, I probably would have done a lot on foot and it might have been exhausting and weird and you could be on a murder podcast <laughs> i listen to you'd be on my favorite murder and that, i don't <laughs> want cat jones to be my favorite murder yeah me neither <laughs> um was the cabbie like into ozzy or do you give a he shit about anything you're doing him. i was what? like oh you know i mean i guess that works out I, yeah he was like <laughs> he was like an immigrant from uh like pakistan or something and um he had a pretty thick accent i i get the impression that he had immigrated like pretty recently and uh, i was like oh you know like black sabbath they're they're like a famous band from here and he was just like no, I have no idea who that is. And I was like, honestly, that's really cool. Like, you don't ever get to talk to somebody who doesn't know who Black Sabbath is. Yeah. So, like, and he was just jolly and hilarious, like, cracking jokes. Like, cool, I'm going to take you around to see your heavy metal band that you say existed sometime. <laughs> and um, anyway, so it's a very, very long story for your very simple question about how Ozzy's house was. But... Yeah. there you go perfect i mean you've got probably more of a story than i would have i went there my wife thought it was cool <laughs> like it was just we were on foot we were just learning about the transportation we just wound up not doing that instead we met up with a friend of mine and camden market or something and cool. wound up in a weird rave store which was cool camden market's in london though yes we were in london proper and then, oh, and then okay. it was like trying to figure out how to get there and just didn't bother oh i see because like we were I mean, we were there a few days, and but it was like honeymoon. I was like, I don't want to waste like an entire day just to go look at a house. Let's go do. Let's go do something for us. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to make this entirely about like a heavy topic, like being like unfortunately, <laughs> like being a woman in metal is kind of a bummer. Uh-huh. It, or it can be rather, and that should not ever be just solely your identity or any woman in metal's identity. I appreciate identity. that. But I want to know if you had any backlash from the King Woman pentagram story. Well, first of all, I just want to say that I appreciate you acknowledging those things because one of the most exhausting things about being a woman in metal is the fact that people constantly ask you about it. And I am into metal because I just always have been. And because I, like I said earlier, I'm a total fucking tomboy and I've always done these things. So to now be where I am in metal and have people constantly ask me like, what is it like being a woman in metal? I'm like, what i'm a woman like it never occurred to me that i'm a woman in metal i'm just a person who loves this shit but anyway um yeah so a few years ago i wrote a piece for vice where um i just interviewed the bands that had recently quit their tour with pentagram um under sort of like mysterious reasons um those bands were king woman and pentagram i'm sorry king woman and wax idols they dropped off their tour with pentagram and um, I wrote a purely journalistic, like hard news interview where it was just like, why did you quit this tour? What happened? Blah, blah, blah. I had no opinions. And even though personally I was like, oh, you guys dealt with a whole bunch of horrible sexual harassment and like your, their tour manager didn't pay you properly and told you that basically because you're a little girl, you wouldn't know better. And all this bullshit, like I kept my personal opinions out of it and, um, I I basically just did my job because there is a, a an important thing happening in metal and I reported on it. But after that, I started getting lumped in with like these fucking leftist 
SJW fucking safe space needing like women who are ruining metal and like making everything so safe and metal's supposed to be dangerous and you should crawl back into your safe space like it was and for the context time. Of, for the context of listener this was two years ago this is even pre three years ago i think three mm-hmm. so this is like pre the current like me too movement thing, yeah which i mean it's still very much a part of that but it didn't have a name yet well and a lot of this was like the the main the main response that i got and that i'm honestly kind of still getting these days which is crazy because I have I have interviewed so many people in metal and I have written so many articles in metal and yet this is the one that comes up constantly. Sorry, but also <laughs> as your friend, I've been curious more than anything. No, totally, and I'm proud because if it was that big of a deal and it and it made that much of a, a backlash, then it must have been important, and so it was a good thing for us to cover. But the main thing that I keep on hearing is like, well, of have you seen the Pentagram documentary? What they think Bobby was going to do? Why would they sign on to, to uh, be in a tour where they know how he acts? And uh, it's that's like, like the okay. you dress that way argument. That's bullshit. Right. And also, that wasn't even the main reason. Like the, the, the main reason in the details of that article were that allegedly the tour manager for Pentagram like wasn't paying them out properly. And when faced with um, like, hey, I don't think we're being paid properly, he basically said like, I forget what his exact words were, but it was something to the effect of like, you, you wouldn't understand how this industry works type of thing. And, um, that was the last straw for them. And they quit the tour because if you're not being paid properly to be there, then you might as well not be there. Um, so I think a lot of people kind of glossed past that part and were just like, Oh, Bobby was a creep. Of course, Bobby's a creep. And of course now, since that happened, He's in jail for beating up his own 80-year-old mother because apparently, like, she wouldn't give him money for crack or something, and he beat her up. So he's a piece of shit person, and nobody should ever support Pentagram. I don't know why the fuck they're they're even allowed to exist anymore. Oh, man. (laughs) I, I remember hearing about that in passing, but that's rough. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I, I, the biggest backlash for me personally is just that it keeps coming up and it's kind of funny because I'm like, Oh yeah, I wrote that. I'm sure forever <laughs> King woman's going to be lumped in with that. Yeah. Just... I think for those people Idols. in those band and well, and, and wax idols is no longer a band. So, um, I, I know that Heather fortune is still doing like solo stuff and I hope she continues because she's amazing. Um, but I know that both of those bands, um, for a lot of people that was their introduction to them. And so I imagine that's got to be really frustrating being like, we are incredible bands and the two front women are just like incredible humans and incredible musicians and having to constantly be like, weren't you the the band that Pentagram like did some weird shit to you? It's like, oh my God, I can't even imagine. So, oh, well, uh, hopefully society will just move on and eventually Bobby Liebling will go back into the cave that he crawled out of and I don't know. People right. have something else to think about. <laughs> Onto some cool shit and this is more like me being curious about the adventures of Gat Jones. I'm sure you've got some like pinch yourself is this actually happening moment so brag yeah. for a second. <laughs> make us all, make me jealous. <laughs> well, oh gosh, see these are the type of things like they happen to me all the time and then somebody asks me and I'm like, I don't know. 
Um, right now, honestly, the biggest pinch me thing is that I'm writing for a publication that I have been reading since I was like 13. And um, so that to me is cooler than any person I will ever meet or any rock star I get to party with or uh, any interview I get to do. Like the fact that somehow my hard work has led me to this really fucking cool spot. I'm just really grateful. <laughs> so um, that being said, um, I mean, like, no joke, just this is for, I mean, you know what you've been doing, but for listeners, like, you've busted your ass, you've had a PR company, you've run your own website that I wrote for, that I wrote a very, <laughs> a very emotional review of the last Black Sabbath album, if I remember correctly. <laughs> I, I remember I, that. I mentioned, like, I actually kind of, like, I looked for it a little bit recently, I'm like, ah, fucking mind, it's fine. But um, I think I, list- I stopped paying for the, the hosting, and then the site just, like, went away. It's fine. <laughs> uh, but I listened to that album recently, and I'm like, that was kind of too high on the newness of this album for yeah. the riffs but then like the last song hit with the rain and like got a little emotional I'm like all right that's still true it's it is really really good i mean at the end of the day anything black sabbath does is still black sabbath that's true i mean if iomi's playing riffs with geezer nearby that's all i really care about totally honestly like and there's been a bunch of singers a bunch of drummers but the, to me those two are black sabbath <laughs> and i know that's like blasphemy in some circles but no i think that's really cool like i want bill ward to be a part of the band when i saw them yeah. the last two times he wasn't there and that's sad did you I'll... get to see brad wilk though no they did something with ozzy's touring drummer oh okay. tommy whatever who i've now seen do a drum solo the same drum solo four times and we'll see him do the f- the fifth time in july i think i saw that drum solo that you're talking yeah. about at the gorge in like... 2013 14 i can't remember no nah, i don't i don't know if they toured with brad did they <laughs> no, no no the 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 other guy that you're talking about oh yes 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 but anyway, like you've definitely like, I don't know, you've you've earned all this and it's fine. <laughs> I'm like, doesn't mean much. I'm proud of you, Gad. I think Thank it's you. fucking super That's, rad. That means the world to me, Daniel. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm I'm definitely one of your supporters. Every time you do something cool, I'm just on Facebook. The mighty Cat Jones does it again. <laughs> but like I don't know, there's a quiet guy in the corner. Like I have a podcast. <laughs> but like no, you're amazing. It's fucking rad. So anyway, so <laughs> I want you to know that the feeling is very mutual, mm-hmm. and every time you do anything in this world or in like your other professional life that you have like i'm just whether i'm in portland or i'm across the country in new york i'm like god daniel's cool (laughs) i'd say i try but it's been kind of naturally so Uh, anyway cool shit (laughs) yeah oh love fest over back to fucking serious shit yeah just kidding i saw a band that gave me their guitar pick they etched it in my face it was weird hell yeah (laughs) but uh, you were saying you had some other Oh gosh, I don't know. I mean, um, John, John Garcia has known who you are is pretty cool. Like I said, that was a really fucking cool thing. Like I said, Devin Townsend like recognizes my name at least, and like, oh, we've talked before, and that was like weird the last time he was on this show. Yeah, I think that's incredible because you've loved that guy forever. It's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the show is named after one of his old band songs. I've I set out to talk to everybody from that band, and I have. I asked them all about the song, and none of them like the song. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like me sitting here with Far Beyond Metal for like almost 10 years. Just like, oh, well, okay, cool. I mean, I like the songs. Fuck you guys. Yeah. It's like, uh, that's not really the answer I was thinking I would have. <laughs> no, he's he's amazing. And I, I remember seeing a picture of you guys making a face together a long time ago. And I was just like, that is so cool. Yeah, it was some like meet and greet thing. And he'd like an acoustic set. And then there was like a like just a little sign whatever you're holding kind of thing and like mm-hmm. pose for a picture i'm like i don't know if you can you do a big dumb thumbs up with me <laughs> that's my move he's like of course and then yeah so he's like obviously it's one of my favorite pictures ever it's so good <laughs> uh where else can i oh hold on and one other thing i think hold on vamping vamping, vamping, vamping. 
Uh, did you get any any backlash from saying the word hella in your headline about Gracion? Because you should have. <laughs> well, actually, hella cello. <laughs> I didn't ever create my headlines what? advice. Yeah. I mean, knowing you who you are, where you grew up, I'm like, oh, hella, cat wrote that. Well, I think my my feeling about that is that my editor, um, just because that band is from the Bay Area, they pro- probably just oh, like that added that in too. there because they're a NorCal band. They looked at Bay Area and like, oh, the first thing's hella. Yeah. E40 hella. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And I always love to tell people, hella actually originated in Sacramento. Thank you very much. And back in the day, if we said hella below like San Jose, uh, we would get beat up. <laughs> and uh, it's become like, a, it's become a California word. I was doing the New York Times crossword on my phone, like, I don't know, six months ago or something. And there was a clue that said SoCal slang for very. And I just saw that clue and I was like, if that's hella, I'm going to be so pissed because that is not a SoCal word at all. It wasn't hella. Yeah. (laughs) Was it like quite? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I forget what the, the exact clue was, but it was something like that. Like SoCal slang for a lot or whatever. But I was just like, Okay, they they done fucked up. These city folk don't know shit. <laughs> well, actually, the other like this kind of ties to Hella because then you can get to like the childish version, which is Hecka. I Hecka was always just kind of around Hella with kids trying to not say hell, mm-hmm. but I realized I think it came from a Prince song. Hella. Hella. No really? Hecka. Hecka. Oh. <laughs> There's a song called "You Got the Look" that I think's on Sign of Times, and it's like your body's slamming your body. You know, your face is slamming your body's Hecka jamming. Which came out in like eighty nine or ninety or something like that. If anybody would know, it would be you. Yeah, but I, I heard it like kind of recently, and then Katie was like, "My wife was, you say Hecka? It's like did Prince make Hecka? Possible? I'm not gonna Google it. I don't. Birth care. of Hecka. Yeah, Prince. <laughs> I mean, heck of or hell of <laughs> have always been saying. So it seems like it was just a natural progression to turn into Hella. But it was really weird because, so, I mean, first of all. I love to think that Prince made that because absolutely whatever he does should become a fad. But um, I remember like, so I'm I'm really into that TV show Insecure. Have you ever seen it? I don't know it. Uh, it's an HBO show and it's really, really funny and awesome. And uh, every, every season, every episode is like a theme. Um, like one of them was, I think the first season was, blank as fuck so it was like insecure as fuck um like lame as fuck or like every episode was named like that and it was either the second or the third season that everything was hella blank and that show takes place in la and i was like what Mm. the fuck you don't get to take our word but then i was like you know what if the new york times thinks that it's a socal word then i guess it makes sense that hbo would also think that (laughs) A Googling of Hecka Origins doesn't bring up Prince at all. It, <laughs> just, it. it just keeps bringing up Hella. It brings up Hella and it keeps... And then it says Sacramento, California, right? It says Oakland. No. Last time I looked at Wikipedia, it definitely said I, Sacramento. I look, well, I just looked up Hecka. Hecka Origins. And it says, do you mean Hella Origin? And then it says, Hella is an American slang term that originated in Oakland, California. No way. But has spread to become native slang in all of Northern California. It is used as an adverb such as hella bad or hella good <laughs> like one Stefani would say 
and was eventually <laughs> added to the Oxford Dictionary in 2002. God damn it. Where was mm. it that I found that? Now I'm on Wikipedia now. The first line before you even get to like a second break is hell is an American slang term that originated in Oakland. History, California. I'm sure English. this is really exciting for everybody listening. It, we are whatever. Googling things. <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm just going to do a quick little search to see what I see. Hella. She has. Oh, now it's saying the band. Oh yeah. Oh God damn it. it you're right. We need, it right. even says it on Wikipedia. I swear it used to say it. Sacramento. Whatever. Well, now we're discussing with Hella. I'm very incensed about this, as you can see. Far beyond metal listener campaign. Go in there, edit the fuck out of Wikipedia <laughs> to say Sacramento. I honestly don't know if it's true. I take Kat's word for it. I mean, either way, like Oakland or Sacramento, it's a NorCal word. It's not a fucking SoCal word. Uh, Nor is it a Seattle word, Macklemore. <laughs> did he say hello yeah. or something? I've only heard thrift. Is it in thrift store? Thrift shop? It's on that album somewhere. And I remember seeing like interviews with him back in the day that he was using that. And I was like, excuse me. Aren't you from Seattle? <laughs> <laughs> You'd be wearing plaid and being sad about no sun. Yeah. Grunging around. That's they what I did for six years. They only Portland, have one speed. So. So. That's true. <laughs> Alrighty, Kat. Well, thank you for being on Farbia Metal. This has thank been so far much. too long to have you on. And uh, this is... Oh, wait, wait. I've... All right. So I think I know the answer to this. <laughs> no, 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 no. This makes sense. Thank you for being on. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, at the end of every, all my interviews, I always ask the person I'm interviewing. And most of the time, it's people in bands. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... I don't know if you've ever been in a band. Have you ever tried to be in a band? And if so, what did you want it to sound like? Have you been in a band? I've never been in a band. You and had a guitar? Have a guitar? Guitars have been nearby. I used to have guitars. I used to have three guitars, actually. I used to have an acoustic and a uh, Strat and a an Epiphone Les Paul at various times in my life. Um, but... I never fully learned how to play any of them. I just sort of had them and would like read tabs sometimes and figure out one song and then be like, okay, that's it. Um, how low are those tuned? <laughs> normal. They're normal. just the regular old, I don't know how Who to even do are that you? shit. The last time that I really seriously gave guitar a go was when I was like 21. So uh, it's been a long time. I'm not even sure that at the time I fully understood the mechanics of tuning your guitar is differently for different things. I, I knew what drop D was. That sure. was basically it. Um, so there's that. But these days I honestly really wish I could go back in time and do drums because I played clarinet for like eight years in um, elementary school through high school. And I was in pep band and I was in like advanced band and jazz band and all the things but I really wish that I could go back in time and be a drummer instead because I think I'd be a sick ass drummer and I think in rhythms when I hear songs and uh, I think it's a little too late now because I don't know where the fuck I would practice. <laughs> what does the Cat Jones band sound like? Oh God, I don't even know. I, I imagine just everything run through fuzz pedals and low tuned. These days, I think a Cat Jones band would sound like a gnarly noise rock band with like doom breakdowns. Sick. Like that's That's like my ultimate shit right now. I listen to that. Like who? <laughs> like who? Yeah. I mean, I I'm always looking for new bands. Oh man. Well, like like my favorite band in the world is a band called Drunk Dad in Portland that I actually toured with. I was their tour manager in 2014 and they like the first time I ever heard them, I was like, this is what my soul sounds like. <laughs> They're so good. Um and so I mean, there are a whole bunch of awesome noise rock bands like Jesus Lizard and like fucking Unsane and 
now that I'm on the spot sure, again, of course, I'm just, of all, all the things. Fucking look up Noise Rock. <laughs> noise it's Rock. Awesome. Wikipedia. Skim down. <laughs> Watch a documentary called The Color of Noise. There's uh, there's a record label called Amphetamine Reptile. Listen to all that shit. <laughs> Bam, nailed it. So I derailed my own uh, closing statement. Thank you for being on the show. I love you, Cat Jones. I love you too. <laughs> Catbox Production.